Psalm 47, for the chief musician, a psalm by the sons of Korah. Oh, clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with a voice of triumph, for Yahweh Most High is awesome. He is a king over all the earth. He subdues nations under us and people under our feet. He chooses our inheritance for us, the glory of Jacob, whom he loved, Selah. God has gone up with a shout, Yahweh with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our king, sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth, sing praises with understanding. God reigns over the nations, God sits on his holy throne. The princes of the people are gathered together, the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong to God, he is greatly exalted. So I call this a psalm for the millennium. <laughs> that sounds like a bit of gobbledygook. But um, this psalm very well may have been written at a time when David had conquered everyone around him. So, you know, David became the king and he conquered the, the Edomites and the Moabites and the, the Aram and, you know, the Philistines and the, the, the um, trying to think of some of the other, you know, the, what are those people called? Even the Arabians and the, anyway, seven or eight of the nations all around him, he conquered, subdued them and began, you know, the empire of Israel. We went through all of that in the book of 2 Samuel. So this psalm may well have been written at the time that David had done that. And so we've got things like this. Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with the voice of triumph, for the Yahweh Most High is awesome, King of all the earth. And would have felt like that right in the time. Like God's in charge. No one can beat us. We're in charge of everyone. However, you know, often these psalms have a meaning for right then. And so what the, what the psalmist is writing, you know, the sons of Korah, they're writing down thinking a certain thing, but as, as they're writing it down, <laughs> the Holy Spirit's helping them write it, and it's got this ultimate, great, wonderful meaning for the future. It's got a meaning for the millennial kingdom. Now, um, we're going to talk a lot about the millennium when we get into, you know, eschatology in the New Testament, in the book of Revelation especially. But the millennium is a thousand-year period where God's going to rule over all things. Now, it's not a literal a thousand years. Some people think it is. You know, there, there's three, basically three perspectives, premillennial, postmillennial, and amillennial. The premillennial people, they think it's a literal 1,000 years. They think that at the end of the world, Jesus is going to return and set up a physical, uh, you know, they give me an actual throne. Jesus is going to actually sit on a throne and he's going to actually rule over the nations for an actual thousand years. So it's all literally interpreted. The uh, post-millennialists believe that the throne is in heaven, that the gospel is going to increase and fill the earth until the whole earth becomes, um, you know, conquered and then the millennium will begin, and the millennium will last at least a thousand years, but it'll be a long period of time where the gospel has power in the earth, and that's the millennium. The amillennial perspective believes that there's no literal a thousand years. It's just from the time that Jesus died on the cross until the time he returns again, that's the millennial period. So they believe it's kind of a figurative period, 
speaking about the rule of Christ because you know, Jesus is sitting on the throne in heaven, so he's ruling and reigning now. Well, I think it's kind of a combo with those last two. I think that Jesus, and my dad thinks the exact same thing, and there are a lot of people that think like this, that Jesus is obviously ruling on the throne right now in heaven. And that rule is not like some kind of a figurative, less real thing. It's a very real thing. It's more real than if Jesus came and sat on a physical throne in Jerusalem. So there's an actual throne. It's in heaven. It's the real throne. It's not a less real throne or some symbolic thing. It's the actual throne. Jesus is actually in control. He's actually in charge and it's happening right now. He's seated there right now. In other words, we're in the millennium. But at the same time, the gospel is going to grow and increase and fill the earth and we're going to come into a glorious period where everyone knows him, just like the post-millennial people think. So it's a combo of those two. It's not a literal in the sense of physical. Now, Jesus is already ruling and reigning. And that's why in the book of Revelation, it says that we're priests to rule and reign with him. And it says we will rule and reign on the earth. Well, we're priests. We're on the earth right now. He's ruling right now in heaven. So of course we're going to rule and reign with him right now. That's what we're doing. So we're in the millennium kingdom right now. Except the gospel hasn't yet conquered all the nations yet. But this psalm is speaking you know, about the time when that's happened. So you imagine a future period of time. Now the book of Hebrews actually alludes to this. It says that there's a time coming when no one will say to his neighbor, know the Lord, because everyone will know the Lord. So you imagine this, imagine in the future there's a time when everybody knows God. Now maybe not everyone's like walking closely with the Lord, but everyone knows who God is. And in a world like that, there's complete peace. I wrote a book about this, about this type of a future. And my book is called Flag on the Glacier. And the subtitle is a 21st century pastor writes to a 31st century atheist. And in my mind, I could see the earth was, the world was going on this trajectory towards this type of a thing. And that in the future, even people who didn't want to follow God would know about the Lord. So my future atheist is someone who knows about the Lord and even lives a good life. They are just, um, you know, kind of still struggling with the surrender. So, you know, there's a future time coming when you won't say know the Lord because everyone will know about the Lord. Everyone will know who the Lord is. Well, you imagine that. Imagine the future. There's no more wars. There's the world's at peace. Everyone's mindful of others. Everyone knows the Lord. People are getting along well with each other. The gospel may even have spread to other planets, you know, because people are talking about living on Mars and the moon and maybe further away. Well, you know, that could happen too. But wherever people go, the gospel's at work. So you imagine a world like that, and then that's what this psalm is written for. Clap your hands, all you nations. <laughs> Shout to God with a voice of triumph. You know, we've done it. We've conquered everything. Yahweh is awesome. He's king over all the earth. The people are gathered together, the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted. Imagine that day when everyone knows the Lord. Jesus hasn't returned yet, but the earth's become so much like him. Of the increase of his government, there will be no end. It's going to be so wonderful. Well, that is the millennium kingdom. And that's why... I've called this a psalm for the millennial kingdom. Oh, thank you, Lord, for the gospel that's at work. 
And of course, we look forward to seeing that day, even though we might, obviously we'll be dead by then, but Lord, I thank you that we'll get to see it just the same. We'll get to see it from our heavenly perspective. So Lord, let the gospel increase. Let it be powerful at work among us and among those around us in Jesus' name. Amen.